It was a political earthquake last May when the draft Supreme Court opinion overturning Roe v. Wade was leaked almost two months before the ruling was actually handed down. Chief Justice John Roberts launched an investigation. And today, as John Yang reports, the court issued its report. Jeff, the investigation has not been able to identify the leaker. No one confessed and none of the available evidence points to a culprit. The investigation, which was reviewed by former Homeland Security Secretary Michael Chertoff, did identify weaknesses in the way the court handles sensitive documents. Marsha Coyle is the NewsHour's Supreme Court analyst. Marsha, how did the Supreme Court go about investigating this? Well, as you recall, John, the investigation was assigned to the court's marshal. Uh, she is a former national security lawyer for the Army and pretty much uh, is an administrator now in which she manages uh, the court's uh, security. The marshal undertook the investigation and uh, there were interviews of uh, 97 court employees, 82 of whom actually had access to electronic or hard copies of the draft opinion. Uh, these employees were not only interviewed, but they were asked to uh, agree to sworn affidavits about the statements they made to investigators. And as you said, uh, at, the, at the end, they could not show by a preponderance of ed evidence that any one person was responsible for the leak. And the report said that the pandemic may have actually played a role in this. And that was kind of interesting, John. Uh, the court said the pandemic, pandemic and the expansion of the ability to work from home, uh, along with the gaps in the court's own security measures, really increased the risk of uh, an inadvertent or a deliberate uh, uh, disclosure of the draft report. The, the report also said that the, uh, they had some broad recommendations about improving the way uh, the, the court handles uh, secure documents or documents that shouldn't be leaked. Uh, and they said a lot of the policies uh, are outdated. Should that surprise people that in the 21st century, the Supreme Court uh, uh, has outdated policies on handling secure documents? I'm sure it would surprise many who aren't really familiar with the court itself but it doesn't surprise those who follow the court. Uh, the court as an institution is very slow to change. And I think that is largely the reason why. I mean, we're still hearing arguments over whether there should be cameras in the courtroom. And it was only because of the pandemic that the court began to live stream audio of arguments. So uh, again, it's a, a, an institution that uh, changes incrementally. And so, no, I, I don't think those who know the court would be that surprised. You know the court very well. You've um, uh, watched the court and these justices. Uh, the one thing the report did not talk about is the effect that the leak had on the operations of the court, of the, the dealings between the justices. Are you seeing any long-term effects uh, of that in, in the way the court, the justices operate and deal with each other? In terms of the leak, I think that uh, it, it's hard to say that I see anything visibly. I mean, we know that last summer some of the justices made comments about the impact of the leak. Justice Thomas, for example, said it was the sort of thing that makes you always want to look over your shoulder. Uh, 
Justice Alito talked about how it, it led to threats on justices' lives. I think overall that it definitely affected the interpersonal relationships within the court, not just uh, among the justices and their clerks, but even the people who work there, especially uh, after being investigated for this. And that I, I think it's unfortunate, John, that the court, that the investigation did not find someone uh, to uh, uh, hold responsible for this, because it, it continues a shadow over the court. There were uh, a number of people who believed first that uh, we might never hear about the results, that the court would never do what it did today, which was issue a report, and they should get credit for doing that. Uh, but also people, uh, you know, felt that, uh, you know, that it might have been somebody, it might have been a justice or the spouse of a justice who did this. And without holding someone responsible, uh, that suspicion is is going to continue. And I think as well, it will continue to affect the interpersonal relationships, perhaps not as much as they were affected last uh, term uh, when things were still so raw. Uh, the court gets its work done and the justices work together. Uh, but I think uh, it can't help but uh, continue to cast a shadow over the institution at a time when there are many shadows over many institutions in our government, and that's unfortunate. NewsHour Supreme Court Analyst Marcia Coyle, thank you very much. My pleasure, John.